Hi, I'm Carl Gearhart from the Giant Country Horns. This podcast is In the Loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com, stay in the loop, and sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. Welcome, everybody, to Female Centrics, the first female-hosted Fish Community podcast. I'm your host, Donnie B., and this evening my co-host is the ever-so-visceral Christy. We are pretty excited today because for the first time, we have our guest in studio. And not only is our guest who uh, is our first guest that's in studio, which is just exciting itself, but it is also Carl Gearhart's the trumpet player from Giant Country Horns. Um, Carl got in touch with me through uh, um, my Fish Tour Stories book that I was putting together and wanted to tell me some Fish Tour Stories. And so at that point, I told him, well, we were doing female centrics, and he was interested in coming to, to share some stories. So, I mean, you know, right there from the beginning. Carl uh, grew up with Paige, and um, has been playing trumpet with the boys off and on since 1988. So uh, we've got a great interview today uh, with some inside scoops and some uh, fun information about um, about Carl's life and his involvement with the band. Um, but since we've recorded this, uh, Fish Tour has begun. We, I believe, this evening we're in the th- we're in San Francisco tonight, um, and I'd say that tours kind of you know started off with a, a little bit of a rough start. Um, I, I I felt like the need to address a few of these issues and my own thoughts on this because it seems like everybody's just melting, which is understandable. Um, but I just, you know, I, I guess first of the thing I want to address is, uh, you know, what went on at Tahoe, I guess, the first night. And I'm hoping that things have kind of gotten better. I haven't heard too much after this, um, but the trash situation. Um, so we did have a little bit of an inside scoop that said the second night was a lot better. So, you know, we have the power to make people listen, to um, make a difference. But for tour to go through a town and for there to be anything feedback about trash is, to me, is just unnecessary. Um, You know, one of the things is, you know, when you go to the restroom, bring two pieces of trash with you. Um, Whatever you pack into your area, pack out with you. You don't need to leave it in the overflowing trash can that's sitting there. Um... So, you know, don't be afraid to be the person with the trash bags. And especially if you're walking by the tanks and the balloons are all over the ground, like there, it's okay to, you know, walk by and hand out trash bags or just to do it yourself. You know, if we all work together on this one, this is not going to be, a, uh, you know, as much of a situation as apparently it was that first night. Um, and 
you know, one of the other things that people were talking about is um, some, you know, and, and I know this happens at shows before, but, you know, girls being groped or um, there was a couple of people saying that someone had been, you know, a couple of people in roofied or whatever. And, you know, I think the big thing with this one is, is that, you know, if you're seeing someone that is totally wasted, don't walk away on them from them. Don't, you know, keep an eye on them. Get med help if you need to, if they're not responding well to your help. But, you know, we're a family here and we all need to really take care of each other. So, you know, don't walk by the person. Like if you see them kind of straggling and and especially if they're by themselves, like it's okay to to go and help them and say something um, so we can, you know, take care of each other. And then, you know, the big thing that's going around are the, are the attacks um, it, um, at the gorge. Um, so from... Excuse me. From what we know of, uh, for sure, is that there were two uh, African American gentlemen, um, gentlemen, um, Joe Allen and Samir Poles, who were attacked with rocks on Saturday night, um, and Joe was hit in the back of the head. Um, and he was a mic side high, they said. Um, and he is, um, going through a lot of therapy. Uh, there was extensive neurological damage and staples in his head. And, um, there's going to be a lot of recovery with him. And I know with Samir, he was page side low and he was attacked from the front and, uh, a rock came into the front of his face and, and broke his palate and some of his teeth and whatnot and uh one of the things that we're that everybody's really hoping for is if you have any information if you witness this if you have any information that you might be able to help them out um please uh you know get in touch with um the grant county police or um you can private message uh i know samir had said that you could private message him to hopefully help that situation out um when it comes to this situation and my own my own thoughts on this is that there's a lot of facts that need to be sorted out. And with social media and all this information being that much more accessible, you know, it's easy to draw conclusions about what people should have done if they were there or what the ban should be doing. But we also need to understand that um, we really don't know what the band has done in the background or not and what their, how their hands are tied or not, um, and making sure that all the facts are straight. So I think it's one of those things that, you know, let's, let's um, you know, be vigilant and, and pay attention to what's going on around us and, um, and just have faith that, that this is going to, you know, work itself out. Where, as I was mentioning, you know, we're a big family. We get to take care of each other here. And, um, and instead of everybody just, you know, bugging out that no one's doing enough, you know, do your piece to, to help what you can. Um, so um, those are my two cents on, on, on what's going on with that scene. So um, with that, where I'm going to introduce our guest uh in the best way that i know how to with the one and only trey pistachio aka trey anastasio introducing himself uh introducing carl uh, gearhart himself during party time uh june 19th 2012 welcome everybody we're so happy to be here and, uh, whenever we come to this area we have a very dear friend who's in the church i want to say that 
Welcome, Carl. How are you doing? I'm good, Dawn. Thank you. Good, good. I'm so glad that you were able to come up here with us. And this is actually, you're our first live guest in the studio, which is pretty exciting for us. Wow. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, all the other guests. I've been, I've met them virtually, but uh, not live yet. And so that'll be like the big one on, at Curveball. It's where we're talking about doing like a big uh, female-centric reunite. And this is why. Oh, yeah. Right? It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Definitely. Which is why I'm still like, you should come, girl. Jump on stage. <laughs> Do you know how to make friendship bracelets? <laughs> we were talking about. So the last. So Jenny, who we had on uh, last episode, uh, she's uh, I was telling you she's been to like over 400 shows. And so she's been on Lot Forever and doing all that. And we were talking about what we used to do to make money to be on tour. And it was hair wraps. Right. That's what you guys were doing. Yeah. I was selling burritos personally, which I've never even I didn't make them. Yet. I just got them. I sold friendship bracelets. Oh, there you go. There that you was go. on dead tour, though. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, Carl, I'm going to start with the question I ask all our guests, which is kind of an interesting question for you since you are actually part of Fish's history. But what is your fish story? Well, I guess it started back in, I guess, 1988. Mm -hmm. uh, I was living in uh, the Newport, Rhode Island area, and Paige had just been with the band just for a little while, and he had called down and asked me to come up. They were playing in, I think, the Stone Church. Stone Church, right? Yeah, the Which Stone is Church. close in here. Newmarket, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. That's yeah. my stomping ground. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, man, come on up, come on up and uh, sit in, play a couple of jazz tunes. So that's what I did. And, and we had a chance to uh, have dinner, the whole band, at a, a local pizza place, and kind of got grilled by Trey and, and the band and saying, hey, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to play? And uh, it, it just turned into something really great. And then after that, it was just multiple sit-ins and... Um, was that the first time you read, you met the rest of the guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I was in the Navy band in Newport at the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, about a year, maybe a year and a half later, uh, Trey had asked me to come up to Burlington and they wanted to do a gig at Nectar's, but under an assumed name. They didn't want to be fish. At that time, they were pretty popular. So this mm -hmm. is the end of, I guess, 90 and in 90. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave Grippo and uh, the great alto man, he was going to play with me and we're going to do this jazz gig. And we were under an assumed name called the Johnny B. Fishman Jazz Ensemble. And, <laughs> and uh, they, with they, Fishman, in, with the name Fishman in there. So the Johnny B. Fishman. Fish yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing with Paige since we were little kids. Actually, we had a kind of first band together and we were about 11. Yes, I want to hear all about that. Yeah, too, so but somebody yes. somebody had taken a picture, I guess one of our parents. So we had this picture, and somebody got a hold of this picture of of us when we were 12 uh -huh. playing this church gig, and they used that picture for the poster at Nectar's. Of the Johnny B. Fishman. Yeah, the Johnny B. Fishman <laughs> Jazz Ensemble. That's and so awesome. And it's a picture of me with, you know, uh, Coke bottle glasses or whatever, and, and Paige with his... Uh, uh, 
Elton John platform shoes, you know. <laughs> and and he and I were playing. Anyway, they they. I they, need to locate this picture. That's yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's somewhere hanging out. But um. So anyway, uh, Dave and I had, uh, we just started playing some some jazz tunes with with those guys that night, and with, within about an hour, everybody figured out that it was actually Fish playing. Mm. So the place was packed, and the next day, uh, Trey talked to me and said, "Hey, we we're looking at doing um, a tour this summer with Horns. How much time?" can you get away from the Navy band? So that kind of just started, uh, started things rolling. And I went back and asked my boss at the time, I said, Hey, I've got this opportunity. Um, usually we only get about two weeks off in the summer just because of our own performance schedule. So he ended up giving me almost a month to play. And, um, they booked the tour around, around the time I could play. So, it was it was great. So I think we ended up doing fourteen or fifteen uh, shows. So you go up to your Navy officer now, and obviously Fish wasn't known then, so it wasn't like known that this is like some crazy hippie band of sorts. So you're like, can I go play with this? I would really? think a lot of Navy officers still wouldn't know what Fish is, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, how well, did you play this off to him? Was it? No, I mean they were. They were fairly popular at the time, and mm-hmm. you know he was my band officer, so he's a musician as well. So sure. he he saw that you know it's it was all good because I I was going to come back a better player. Gotcha. And he he pretty much, but he said, hey, make sure you do come back, you know. Yeah, yeah. So right. <laughs> I'm surprised they let you go, and that's yeah. a good warning too, like yeah. a good like request. Make sure you do come back. Well, <laughs> I, like like I said, I think I only had maybe it was close to a month, and we only had two days to rehearse. And we rehearsed like 48 hours. I think we just stayed up for two straight days. And we brought, you know, we were writing arrangements and we had brought some stuff that were already pre-written and we were just putting stuff together, stuff that Trey had written, like Split Open Melt. He wrote horn parts out to that. Wow. And we spent time at their band house and I think it was in Winooski and, and we were just untouchables. Nobody came by and we just rehearsed and rehearsed. And then we got this thing together and, and uh, we, you know, wow. at the time we're like, hey, you know, Trey's like, we got to get a name for you guys, you know, and, and we were just having a lunch break and we look at the table and there's a, there's a, a bakery up there in, in Burlington or uh-huh. that area uh, called Giant Country, you know? So I think Fishman said, Hey, how about the Giant Country horns? And it's, and it's stuck. <laughs> so, I know that bread company. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. That's so funny. <laughs> so Paige said, okay, well, I, I don't know. We, we had to look like, you know, a, kind of a unique section or whatever. So Paige went out to um, a uh, a thrift store mm-hmm. and went and got three white uh, tuxedo jackets. And 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 and, uh, and he got some cargo pants because they were pretty popular in 1991. Anyway, right. and, and he got uh, some uh, dye and, and two big vats, purple dye and pink dye. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he threw the the jackets were supposed to be purple and the pants were supposed to be pink, but he ended up putting them in the wrong vat. <laughs> so we had pink pink jackets and purple pants and and we wore those things every gig. For that so that was the month of July in ninety one. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of like the spokesman for the horn section. So they're like, talk to Trey, because we were playing Arrowhead. And Where is that? Arrowhead, Arrowhead Ranch. Ranch. I love that place. Mm. Yeah. Where is that what at? I don't know. Beautiful place. And near Catskills. It's a, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really and, nice. And uh, they're like, listen, we gotta because if, if you ever look back at that show, it's it's on YouTube, but you can check it out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in shorts except for 
the horns would come out, you know. But <laughs> Trey, Trey's like, hey. He goes, like, what's your name? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You guys are the giant country horns. You got to look like the giant country horns. So we wore those tuxedos <laughs> all the way down to our last gig in Atlanta. And I think what happened was they just went on a hanger and went away. I think we should have just. But that's what I'm just asking. So what, do, do those things exist anymore? They, uh, that somewhere. would be like in a fish museum. Or they, don't, you know? they don't exist. They should be somewhere. You know but what? Some really lucky person at Goodwill came <laughs> no. across it and was like, yes. It probably ended up in somebody's like senior uh, prom or something. <laughs> We, we, I guess we really never thought twice about. It. We're so happy to get rid of them, you right? Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normally, don't think about the future and the present. <laughs> no, it's just when like you're burning hot. It's like having somebody right. video everything backstage because it was just it was a magical time because every gig we were coming up with something new because you know they don't want to repeat tunes but certain sure. certain tunes were just you know we had to do so yeah. like Susie Greenberg and you know stuff we did multiple times but um, you know. Uh, Golgi apparatus. Mm -hmm. We came up with that, the horn lines to that, you know, at at soundcheck. Really. So, and I, yeah, I, I have to say that playing with Dave Grippo and Russ Remington, those guys are just so Dave Grippo incredible. Plays what, what saxophone? Saxophone. Both saxophone. Yeah, okay. both. Mm -hmm. Dave mm -hmm. plays alto and Russell plays um, tenor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just like you know, with anything else, sports or whatever. If you're playing with really good people, it kind of elevates your own game. Sure. So I was just so. Uh, thrilled to play with them yeah. night after night and of course playing with fish so um it was great just coming up with new stuff and uh, it was loose but it was also tight you know yeah 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 definitely yeah. well and, and those are the years that they're really like everything was starting to really you know form and the following was happen and so like what was there like a moment during that tour at all that you had this realization that you were like becoming part of something big or was it already like that or i mean were there people following you at that time like this was something once again i just this last girl i talked to was you know i'm like i need to talk to like people from like the late 80s early 90s because yeah. i know that there was that going on but yeah. it's much smaller like people were following the tour bus kind of what we were talking about earlier they, when you're trying to sure. get out you know yeah there was a there were a lot of familiar faces mm -hmm. but uh there was never a small crowd. Any anywhere we were, it was kind of like the fishbowl effect. Whatever the venue was, it was packed. Mm. You know, wherever we went, you know, like Arrowhead was a, was a great experience. But like playing the smaller venues, like Tracks and um, and a couple other places along our you well, know, even the, going down south, the um, Stone Church is tiny, super small. Yeah, but that was just kind of my. You know, that was a few years before we actually did the, the horn tour, but mm -hmm. yeah. And that's when Corota only had one light. Ah, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. now look, <laughs> look what, he, look what he does now. Right. Right. right? Um, there's like one spotlight. And, yeah. yeah. But just, just uh, moved it around to the beat. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> one, one so color. So what about at the mm -hmm. end of the tour and you go back to the Navy? What a contrast. Um, I had chops of steel at that point because we were playing every night. It was just rehearsing and it was just great. It was a great experience. You know, it's just, it's really all about music, you know? And I mean, I knew getting back to your question, Dawn, I knew it was special at the time. I didn't know. I didn't have the, you know, whatever vision down, down the line of what it would maybe mean some, you know. At another time, but to us, here we are, twenty something years oh, later. Yeah, 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 you know. But yeah. it was just, it was great, and it was playing great music with, with great guys. Because really, 
as musicians go and as people go, there's just no, you just can't find better people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. just so kind. And it was all about the music. And, and that's what really inspired, you know. Was Marley all. touring with you guys? A dog? Marley was there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that dog went everywhere with them. Yep. Huh? Yep. <laughs> that is great. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had talked about, obviously, you met, you know, you grew up with Paige. So, Where'd you meet Paige? How'd you talk about growing up with Paige and where were you guys? And, you know, well, we both grew up in, in when ba- you started playing trumpet and he started playing piano. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we, we were always, I guess from fourth grade on or I suppose, but mm-hmm. we got together in about fifth or sixth grade and just started jamming, you know, improvising together. And, and, uh, in fourth or fifth, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I guess it was about fifth grade. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. when you have to take an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, we would just whatever we heard on the radio. We this just had special Jersey? tunes. Jersey. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so when I joined the Navy in my early twenties, you know, uh, he was still going to college. So when he took break and I took leave from the Navy, I would come home to New Jersey, and we'd always hook up and jam, and then. Did you guys ever like play gigs when you were kids or anything like that? Like in yeah. high school or at, like, like that? the high school dance? Yeah, we like at the high school dance. Too. No, I, <laughs> you I tell know you there's what, there's video somewhere of that, Carl. <laughs> there, there's got to be something right? out there. But I, I will say this: um, we won a battle of the bands. Awesome. Three of us: piano, drums, and and trumpet. Who's the drummer? Uh, his name is John Joyce. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It was just you know we. What played- was the name of your band? I don't, we didn't really have one. No, yeah. and if we did, I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but you know, it was, uh, you know, the kids at the high school, they really, they were into it and it yeah. just you know, us playing for them and stuff. So rock and roll. I think we played like theme from Hawaii five Oh, <laughs> awesome. I think it was one of them. <laughs> right. You know, so this isn't like the mid to late seventies then. Uh, close late, late seventies. Yeah. Late seventies. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Way back when, right? (laughs) God, um, crazy. You know, Pedro would come to my house. I would go to his house, and we just... You guys just met naturally in school kind of thing. Your your parents weren't friends first or anything. We were just friends, and Mm -hmm. um, we had that musical connection, and he is hilarious, and we both, you know, I think we both have a pretty good sense of humor, so Mm -hmm. we click in that way, still Mm -hmm. do to this day. And you're also both musicians, because I had to take an instrument in school, and I was... I took the baritone and like my teacher was so happy when I was finally allowed to quit. <laughs> it's one of my biggest regrets in life. I played clarinet for five years and I was actually first chair and yep. And going into high school and it was one of those things because I had, cause I was saying before, like I am classically trained singer not that I can, I mean, I probably could pull it off still, but not really anymore. But like it was either that. And then I was a sports girl. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't play all, I couldn't do all of that. But in retrospect, oof, I was really good well, because I, just I don't remember to how to play. Fish. I can't read it and do it the way I used to, you right. know. Um, what did you say? I said, I just wanted to go see fish, and I literally picked the instrument, I remember, in like seventh grade, mm-hmm. because I read it had three valves. And then I got this giant baritone, and I was like 80 <laughs> pounds. And I had to carry it from my house to the high school all summer long, twice a week for lessons. What was that baritone what? It was just a giant baritone. What are those like? Tr- it's like a no. giant, like a tuba. Yeah, what's a baritone? It's it's a baby tuba. Oh, okay. Yeah. It you was play- so yeah. big. <laughs> it was so big. 
big. You can't hide at something I don't know about you. Oh, my God. And I would have to carry it. And the only reason I picked it, all my girlfriends, I regretted it so much afterwards. They all played flute, didn't they? They all played the flute. (laughs) And I was stuck with this baritone that I could barely blow into. And any time I came home to practice it, my father would yell at me, stop playing that. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible. Uh, Well, you know. (laughs) Never too late to start again, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not going back to the baritone. My arms still hurt. <laughs> My, I'm still working that one out. I'm still working that one out. <laughs> um, sorry. So you were doing battle the band with uh with Paige in high school. Did you win? Yeah. Well, I think you know if it was yeah. an applause meter. Yeah. We definitely won. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That is awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so then you ended up uh going into the navy, and yep. then I. Like, was that the, so when you go into the Navy, you play an instrument, it's one of those things that you were just like, I'm going in to play my trumpet in the Navy? Is that right. what your the, mission the was? The Navy music program. So there's multiple okay. Navy bands mm-hmm. and, and I auditioned actually when I was in boot camp, kind of the backwards way of doing things, but I did get in and, um, I went to school after boot camp for six months, went to music school, um, and went out to my first band, which is uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And after Charleston, I went I up love to Charleston. Yeah, mm. it's a great, great music town. Lots of super pretty ladies too. There were a few. Yeah, I <laughs> I've been there a few times, and I'm like, I can't believe how many beautiful women live in Charleston. Sorry, side note. Go ahead. <laughs> so then I got stationed in in uh, Newport, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. with the band there, and that's when. Uh, Paige and I sort of reconnected more on a regular basis, so because mm-hmm. I was closer to home, and and so was he, and gotcha. You guys ba- back to Basking Ridge to New Jersey, so sure, sure. Yeah. And you guys had like stayed kind of in touch, so you knew oh, yeah. that he was, you know, starting to play with the band. That was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we would talk frequently on the phone because mm-hmm. remember there was no internet, right? Any or that. cell phones, I, right? You know? It, it's yeah. so crazy that any of us even remember I that. Know. I know that's I, like a weird kind of cliche thing to say. Do you say, remember but... when beepers came in? Yes. I had a beeper. Just uh, That was in 2006 when I had a beeper, when I ran a summer camp. The parents would page the beeper, and then I'd have to call them back on the cell phone that I only could turn on. Yeah, but that's for super. For What? That's weird, because my boyfriend in high school had a beeper. Well, yeah, but I wasn't dealing drugs, though. I was running a summer camp. Oh. <laughs> Your boyfriend. What does that even mean? <laughs> I'm just saying. Not that your boyfriend. You're far. In 2006, there were already cell phones. I'm pretty sure I had an iPhone. There what? No, there was no iPhone then. But I definitely did not have it. it took me a while. I was like yeah, 30. Clearly. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> oh yeah, we're allowed to curse. I try not to. But yeah. I am from Jersey. <laughs> right. I know. It's the mass thing in me. It's bad. <laughs> I tried I tried to be good about it, but anyway, so <laughs> so um all right. So with Hoist, I know that you were involved with like the promotions and whatnot. Was this the first album? Did you actually play on any albums in particular, or was this the first album that you were directly involved with when you were when they started going on the road? Well, they had recorded Hoist on the West Coast with uh, Tower Power horn section. Mm-hmm. So when they actually did it live, I think we had, um, I think we were the first ones, the Giant Country Horns were back playing with them on at the Flynn Theater in Vermont. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time we played it live. So the arrangements are were already written and, you know, just I think they were, they were doing some kind of a, a benefit at the Flynn Theater, mm-hmm. which kind of kicked off that tour, which promoted the album. A couple weeks later, I believe uh, they did three nights at the Beacon in New York mm-hmm. and I was down in New Orleans. So they had flown me back up. Uh, you know, we did the Flynn Theater thing. Then they flew us back up to uh, play at the Beacon Theater. Uh, a lot of the tunes that were on off of Hoist, plus the stuff that we had done before. Was this the first time you've been on tour or playing with them since you were with them in 91? Or had you kind of popped in? Like, because I would imagine, I mean, the scene, that's when I popped in was 94. And it was like crazy, hippie, whew, dogs and hairy armpits everywhere. You know? Yeah. So like, like, what was that like for you when you came back into like seeing that? Or was it something that you just watched the gradual... It wasn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, I just seeing the um, enthusiasm, I guess, for post-tour stuff that that I heard and saw, you know, as that everybody's taping and, and, you know, your folks would uh, seek me out in the crowd or whatever. We would go back and I talked to the tapers like, hey, is it possible if I could get a copy of that show? You know, yeah, and then yeah, you had yeah. five or ten folks are coming over, you know, getting your address at the time. And so just to see the uh, or in here you know, the reaction of the audience of what we did with the horn tour. Um, and then th- things that happened afterwards, you know, like uh, the one-off sit-ins, that kind of stuff. And then to come back uh, after they um, had recorded Hoist and to get us back uh, on stage to play. So they had also come through uh, New Orleans and we kind of, that's when uh, Michael Ray, if you've heard of him, with uh, he was with Sun Ra and Cool and the Gang, mm-hmm. uh, a really excellent trumpet player. Um, Michael Ray and I and and some other guys, we also, uh, we made the Cosmic Country Horn. So it was a bigger horn section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when, uh, it's kind of the same time frame as, as uh, the Hoist album came out. Okay. And then um, Michael Ray was living in New Orleans, as I was. So they flew us both out. You were stationed there with the Navy, right? With the Navy band, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, they played out on the West Coast, and they flew Michael and I out there and the rest of the guys, and we played um, uh, UC Davis, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Summer 94, then. Um, You know, you have to go back and right? you know check it out. <laughs> but I, I don't re- exactly like remember the dates. 24 years ago. I know. Yeah. I, I just had You know what my... the, cool, the cool thing about it, though? The, the opening band was Dave Matthews. Yes. Yeah. So yes. That, was, that was definitely that. So spring. just hanging yeah. with those guys backstage, and you know, we knew they were great and stuff, and and um, but it was just neat the whole. That, that was a bigger venue, obviously a a huge venue to play, and um, it it was very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Dave that? Matthews comes up a lot as the opening band. Remember last week? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. When we were talking about from yeah. Good Homes had Dave that, Matthews. That was open. the band that I was like from Good Homes. Have you heard of them before? No, no, I they're just yeah. they were like a smaller New York City out of New York City band back then. Mm-hmm. But they have a show now. He's the lead singer of Railroad Earth. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of them, mm-hmm. but they have the I have this bootleg tape where Dave Matthews is opening for them. And now they're not a band and or I guess they kind of are still a band, but, mm-hmm. you know, giant Dave Matthews. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, uh, you, uh, we had talked to you a little bit earlier about, um, playing along with Tab, so Trey's band. And so you were talking, we had started to, you started to tell the story and I was like, wait, stop, we'll tell it now. So if you want to tell that story you were talking about right before 9-11 that you were playing with Tab? 
Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, it just turned out that while Dave Grippo and Russell Remington were in the horn section with, with Trey's band at the time, they were touring along with uh, Jennifer Hartswick. Mm -hmm. And they were coming through Virginia Beach where I was living at the time. I was stationed there. And um, Trey said, hey, come on in and, you know, play the concert with us. And and Trey knew this, but we didn't really think about it. But he had brought it up. If anybody ever wants to listen to that particular date, I think it was the 31st of July of 2001. Okay. And, and Trey actually mentions that, hey, this, is, this marks the 10-year anniversary of the last time that the three of us, the three original horn, oh, cool. you know, giant country horn guys were together on stage uh, yeah, yeah, playing. Yeah. So, which was kind of, that was made it special before we even played one note, you know, right. Le leave it's it awesome. to Trey to just kind of drop it on you. To drop like, it on you. What? what, what? <laughs> yeah. But it was, um, and just playing with, with them and playing with Jennifer and, you know, and it was just great. And, uh, and, and reading the whole showdown. So that was, uh, you know, that was new for me cause I hadn't played their music yet. So it was just fun. And, uh, it turned out to be something that, uh, so is that something when you're playing with them like that, is it just something you just kind of like join in and you're able to like jam with them? Or are you actually like reading music as it goes or is it kind of both? Or Well, for the most part, those charts were written out, mm. but there was a lot of, they were more like uh, road signs. You know, you, you see a road sign, you follow it for a little while and then you just let the jam flow mm. and then you just do whatever. And then somebody plays you know, one lick, you just kind of, uh, build on that. Um, Dave Grippo's great at that. He just, he just plays something and you just join in Yeah, yeah. and, um, and it takes the tune to another place. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's a, you know, when you know music well enough, you're able to kind of match up. One of the like best musical experiences I ever had was with a friend who was playing saxophone and I was just matching beats with him, songs with him. So sorry notes with him so he'd play a note and then i'd play a note sort of right. thing and we just both like let it go so if you know it well enough and you you're you can hear that i would imagine that's kind of how it ends up going especially when you're like off the charts you're not necessarily playing exactly what's written and you're in right. jam world you know right is jazz's fish like that as well or is that all written out a lot of it's written out mm -hmm. um a lot of the vocals the original fish vocals were uh arranged for horns mm -hmm. so you, you'll never hear a vocal uh uh you won't you won't hear any vocals at jazz's fish but who's you'll be writing those um uh chris bullock who's with snarky puppy wrote okay. a lot um i love snarky puppy yeah He's they're awesome. unbelievable and, and chris is a, a great guy and great player and arranger um it's it's a it's an effort from a lot of the musicians that come through the door with them mm. and uh and adam Adam and uh, Matthew Chase are great about cultivating the musical talent and uh, just creating a really good vibe and and um, making everybody feel like they're part of the product, I guess. You know, sure. so so playing with them for the first time, you know, it was really neat because uh, my, my only experience was playing with Fish. And then they had this thing going and, and to hear the tunes in a different interpretation, you know, maybe a different groove, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Fish would play it as a straight, straight ahead uh, kind of a fast upbeat you know where where jazz's fish would turn it into a slow reggae you know something like that yeah um it was neat you know and then there's a lot of room for interpretation and and jamming and mm -hmm. um it seems like the audience really likes it too oh it must yeah. have been i wonder that night we saw you how if everybody there knew that you were the original horn 
You know what I mean? I think a lot of them do. If they read it, then a lot of them are coming. If you're coming to Jazz's Fish, then I think you're like a pretty much a diehard fish, fish fan. fan. Yeah, I guess you're right. I forget the fish fans are freaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. afterwards, there was something. definitely a lot of people coming up right. to yeah. you, you yeah. know, yeah. recognizing I, I, you, you know. And and these days, it's like, yeah, my dad used to see you guys. <laughs> now, my dad told me he let me have this tape, you know. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, even just the, the piano player for you guys, you said was 20? 19. 19. Unbelievable. And they yeah. found her at Berkeley or something? She's from France. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, and I, I don't think she's she's uh, she came here knowing maybe a couple words of English, and she's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She really is good. So I saw them for Jazz Fish for the first time, and I want to say that they were playing um, with one of the guys who used to play with Miles Davis. Right, Jay Rodriguez. Is that is? Yeah. The saxophone was, player? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Is that who yep. was there that night with you? Jay wasn't there in, uh, in, in New Hampshire. No. Okay, no. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I wasn't sure. So who, you know, I remember I was just like, oh, someone from Miles Davis is with them too, but I wasn't 100% sure who it was. But um, So can you tell us any, like, backstage stories or anything like that? Do you have any uh He's not allowed to let juicy stories out. I'm not talking about, well, they were all innocent. All the time being behaving themselves, but any like weird, wacky, like fan stories you can think of or well, incidents. Well, you know, <laughs> they're traveling pretty good now with their own tour buses, you know. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, um, we had two vans, and the van that the horns drove was Fishman's mother's caravan, Dodge <laughs> Caravan. And was we, Fishman's mother driving? No, she. Okay. <laughs> but she did come to the shows. Yeah, uh, we don't know how she got there, but we we were driving <laughs> her van. <laughs> so, um, it, the pro, there was a problem with the air conditioner. So you basically had the the engine was overheating. So basically, what you had to do to um, circumvent the problem was turn on the heat high. Uh -huh. So we were driving, you know, through DC with the heat on. And um, I had so, a truck it, like that that used to do yeah. that to the mountains. It was terrible. But we forgot you know, about everything once we got to the gig, you know, one of those things. Mm -hmm. and plus, I told you about the tuxedos. We had to wear those tuxedos. So <laughs> we went from, uh, you know, right from the pan to the fire, as it were. Right? Just yeah. like melting. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's really like, you know, the only uncomfortable part of the trip, I suppose. But we, we still laugh about it today. And well, the, you were young and... Yeah, nowadays yeah. I would die if someone did that to me. Right. Back in the day. <laughs> Your tolerance goes down as you get older, for sure. You're like, bullshit. Oh, like, God. no, I'm not sweating. I'm not putting that coat on. You want me to freaking play? That's cool. <laughs> like, well, we did, um, you know, talking about those um, those tuxedos, you know, mm -hmm. Paige had, had to put them in dye to dye them, mm -hmm. right? So we really didn't have much time to to get them dry cleaned or anything because we were just them. going from gig to gig. So you're wearing the same thing. And, and I think after, um, Townsend park, I forget what gig that was along that line. Um, my skin had turned pink <laughs> and I couldn't scrub it out. And I, yeah, the whole tour they didn't get dried well enough. No, it was just pretty bad. You probably didn't rinse them. Like, like, like dyed the material and then just, Dry them on a line and throw them on you on the next game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty ripe. 
I bet you those things smelled great afterwards. <laughs> we should have held on to them. I, you know, I right? was thinking. Well, you know, I, th I think of his... Um, uh, Trey was just talking about the Baker's Dozen, how he was at his house and trying to figure out like, okay, 13 nights he wants to spread these songs out. And he took like big poster board. And he wrote, you know, all over these. And one of the first questions asked was like, did you save the poster board? He's like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, dude, you probably could have made like $10,000 a pop off of each of those things. Right. So, like, I personally don't have that money, but you know, a lot of fish kids do. Like I'll take one of those and, you know, frame it up. Like they would clearly have an easy, like, dyed out pink tuxedo of yours somewhere there. right like, you know <laughs> it's a good collector's piece there <laughs> i feel the same way about all the set lists he would write for us ah, because yeah. he, he would take um uh, just a regular eight and a half by 11 mm -hmm. and he'd fold it up four ways and he'd write down the set list for each one of us and we just look at it because we had music that we had to read some of it was memorized already just because of what we were doing sure um and then he'd you know, I had probably, I think we did 14 shows. I think I had all of them in my trumpet case, you know, and just put a date at the top. Mm. So I knew which show we were playing. Sure. Yeah. Where are and they? I don't know. Ooh. I could have saved those too, I suppose. Do you have a stuff box somewhere? You know you do somewhere. I've got all my all access passes that I would save and give it to my kids, you know, oh, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Just, well, just, you're in the midst of it all. You just don't, yeah. you know, early. And it's funny. I mean, I, I'm like. I'm like, I don't mean to say this and like compare myself to you at all. It's not like along those lines, but it's more so like I I'm I tell stories now of like the tours, you know, '96 tour and living in the truck with the dog and da, da 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 and all that kind of stuff. And we were just doing it. And there's so many people that didn't experience that that are in the scene right now. Mm -hmm. Um, that like we're like you did what? Like you sold for you know that sort of thing. And it was just eh, that's just what we were doing. You know, it wasn't even a right. I know you're just in it. You're just doing that, you know. So, um, so so with it, like, what is it like being in front of crazy fish fans? You know, is it something like are you recognized often? Is this something that's like, you know, when you're up there, like, how is that for you? And, and obviously, it's got to be a lot different than being in the Navy band, I would imagine. Although a lot of people know you from there too. So, but I'm assuming the uh, fan base is a little different. Than, oh, different roles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Mm -hmm. Well, towards the end of my Navy career, I, I was conducting the band, so they would pretty much just see the back of my head. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but as far as playing with fish, it's a great experience. You know, it's you you feel a great vibe when you're up there and it, it starts with the band. You know, if you feel that you're welcome with the band, then, you know, I think the audience is a given. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, I would do my, whatever, if I was sitting in, just play the one or two tunes, then I would go back to the soundboard and hang out or, or talk with Corota, you know, at the light board and people would come up to you, you know, just, it's a great fan base cause you know, they're young and old, mm. and, you know, and it's, it's great and nobody it's, it's not pretentious and it's just a, a great scene mm -hmm. it really is mm -hmm. it is yeah. amazing the the variety of people at a fish show yeah it's a huge variety yeah like mm -hmm. you just when you get to meet them it's like this you've got like the you know someone that's like this super blue collar working super hard and then you've got on this end this guy that just finished his phd you know, it's a mm -hmm. huge fan. And base. then like the kid living in his car and doing whatever. It's like, yeah, the age, but especially yeah. now in 3.0, I feel like really the only time it was like that 2.0 that things got kind of mushy. I actually you know? feel like at this new stage, there's less of the young kids in the car. 
Yeah. That is that, that is true. It, mm-hmm. because it's a much, much mm-hmm. more difficult thing to do than when we were kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, gas isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. Nothing is cheap, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. I know. Yeah, it did yeah, make I a mean, difference. Just to go on fish tour this summer, I mean, you got to get from the East Coast to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, a big money. A lot difference being. And big money 90. venues. I mean, yeah, Tahoe. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just saying. It. I don't think that we have that young kids. It's hard to disappear now. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. That is too. Mm-hmm. It was easy when I was a kid. <laughs> so <Exactly>. easy. <laughs> You're like, I did it. <laughs> I didn't know. I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> but it did disappear. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, um, so Carl, so what do you have coming up? So tomorrow night, you're, you're so right now you're playing with Roomful of Blues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're a great, um, a great blues band with horns. They've been around. I think this oh, is you the, were saying fifty years, right? Yeah, yeah. One of one of the guys has been with the band for forty eight of those years, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and one of the other leaders of the band uh, has been with the band since nineteen ninety. So, um. Wow. They're very, um, they're popular within the genre, mm-hmm. and we we get great crowds wherever we play. And you're with them for a little while now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, August will be about a year. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just wonderful music to play. People, you know, you can't help but mm-hmm. move around and dance to it. It's great. Awesome. Awesome. No, I definitely want to check those out, those guys out. And then tell us about the gig in November in New York City that you were telling me about that we're going to be able to go to. Oh yeah. So well, Adam and. Matthew Chase, um, not only do they uh, lead Jazz as Fish mm-hmm. and the James Brown Dance Party. Oh, I've uh, heard about that. That's yeah. really fun. Talk oh, about- I've seen those before. I've seen them before in New York yeah. City, James Brown's Dance Party. Uh, so much fun. Yeah, I, I played a couple gigs. Yeah, I at, said one year after uh, Fish, New Year's Eve. Yeah. They were playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of fun. Yeah, because you're playing, that, you're oh, playing wow. that music. You, you literally know? can't help but dance. Right. Mm. Right. It doesn't even matter that it's two in the morning. Like, you're actually <laughs> still just going to dance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I think before they put those two bands together, they they were in a Fish cover band for the most part mm-hmm. and called Strange Design. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam had asked Tom Marshall and I, hey, would you come back and and we're, we're going to try to recreate the um, Hampton Comes Alive, which... Um, Tom and I had played on the encore uh, both nights. Mm-hmm. I did the first. I did the first and second night. I think Tom did the second night. So, um, because it's the twentieth anniversary, pretty much to the day, close to it, um, they're going to recreate that whole show. Mm-hmm. So, um, I won't be playing a lot of trumpet. I'm, like, just you'll the, be able just, to dance, all right? Huh? Sure, I'll be playing. I'll be. <laughs> I'll just be doing exactly, pretty much, note for note what I did with fish sure. at, at the Hampton Coliseum in, uh, in, uh, Hampton, Virginia. Uh-huh, so, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a lot of fun and Tom will be there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for both nights, so you guys will be there. Yep. Yeah. And that's yep. at the drum. Does, does D R O M, does that stand right. for some things that look like it? I don't know. Uh, where is it? New York city. Downtown. I wasn't listening. I mm-hmm. forgot to, <laughs> <laughs> <forgot> to listen. <laughs> Yes, at <laughs> the Drum in New York City. I've never even heard of that place. November, no, I hadn't either, but November 16th and 17th, right? I, I think it is, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. yep. So I'm, that's a great so weekend time. before Thanksgiving, I believe. That's a, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. 
It's pretty exciting. My cousin's getting married in Boston. Nobody's getting married. We're going to be in New York City dancing the fish. That's a great time to be in the city. Don't you think that's like one of the best times to be in New York City? Mm. Right before Thanksgiving? It's it's really nice in New York City then. Mm -hmm. Trees are turning and I don't know. I like That's my favorite time in New York City. I love it. Love it, love it. All right. Well, um, Carl, thank you so much uh, for, you know, answering all these awesome questions and telling us all about your awesome life and whatnot. And then, uh, but we are going to play our game show, Market Price. So we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of everyone's favorite fish game show, Market Price. Here we are this evening with Donnie B. Hello. Christy. Hi. And Gears. Hello. And we're going to have an exciting round of Market Price. So, here we go. What we do is we're going to play a one-minute clip of a fish tune, Everyone's going to take turns guessing first, and it's the closest without going over to the actual retail date that wins the prize. Not this next day before. Correct. Not the day before, Christy. Contestants, are we ready? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Donnie, you're up first. Song number one. Here we go. You know this song or the game? I know exactly what this is. I know the song. I know. I know it's June 6th, and um, it's either 12 or 13. 13. 12. June 6, 2012. 6 6 12? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was that, like Saratoga? Worcester. I was there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what's the answer? No, Christy. <laughs> Not this the is, day before. <laughs> this <laughs> is market price. Now it's your guess. I know, but that's not fair because if she thinks you're to guess the right answer, where do I go from that? Mm-hmm. Strategic. Disregard her answer strategy. and you tell me your answer. That's not the way I operate. You can't tell my brain how to think. Uh, <laughs> um, I feel like she's right. Six, seven. Now oh. I forget what date she said. Oh, boy. <laughs> 2002. 12. 
Christy, somehow you managed to have one day again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you don't realize it. But you never so know. So far, Carl, their mm-hmm. guesses are 6-6-2012 six, six, <laughs> and 6-7-2012. Six, six. So At least. you could guess 1983 and you could have a bunch of years in between. Or you could guess 6-8-2012. <laughs> And have the rest of the years. I think I'm on the spectrum. <laughs> I don't think it. I know it. Carl, what do you think, bud? I'm I'm saying ballpark 2010. All right. Do I have to give you a specific date? Yes. Um, <laughs> no. I'm the host here. Um, oh, my God. If you, you give. Don't... Oh, yes, he does. Yes. but well, Christy a... Cayete. <laughs> Now, because he's under all of you, it doesn't really matter, but Carl, please just throw out a couple of numbers. All right. How about uh, July 13th, 2010? 7-13-10. All right. And the winner is Carl. The actual retail date was June 12th, 2011. What? Yeah. Meriwether Post Pavilion. What? Uh, It was the last night of a three-night run. Really? I thought that was the opening of Worcester. Well, you fucked up, Donnie. It wasn't. <laughs> Carl, point goes to Carl. All right, Christy, you're up first. Good job, Here Carl. we go. Song number I two. I hate being first. It gives me agita. Were you first that last time? No. Donnie was. No. What is agita? But you're first this time. <laughs> Correct. Changes every every round. All right. Sorry, I was in a good Agita is a stomach ache. I was in a good I was in a good sport. Good job. High five, Carl. All right. All right. Across the room. We did. get a little competitive. <laughs> ah, there's no clapping in there, necessarily. Clapping, clapping's coming up. Oh, yeah, right yeah, about yeah. now. Yeah. Ooh. That was a bad clap. There oh, it is. Better. A little bit. So definitely yeah, earlier though. Or bad fish. Okay. Listen, listen. There it is. We're all into it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that a woo in there too? I was probably there. Okay, Christy, what do we think? Uh, I'm going to go. I need like a reference in front of me like the first time, this, the hmm. last time they broke up. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, four to oh nine, baby. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Well, that's. Yeah, that doesn't make they sense. They started in does. 09. They broke up in 04 and... I know she said when oh. did they break up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They didn't break up in 09. They started in 09. Christy, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to say June 11th, 2003. 6-11-03? I like your guess. I like your guess. And Carl, what are we thinking? I'm thinking uh, 10-12-99. Ten, twelve, ninety-nine. Okay, Donnie. Mm. I might pull like some sort of one-dollar move here, kinda. 
Um, on, on me? I don't know. On both of you. Both of you. <laughs> May 4th, 1993. May the 4th, 1993? Mm-hmm. It was actually May 19th, 1994. Ah! Wow. In Sylvia Concert Hall, Eugene, Oregon. Wow. <laughs> Donnie with the point. Good job. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That audience participation thing, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I screwed up on the initial clap there, but that was, yeah. Every, I mean, the whole audience now knows exactly yes. what the rule is. Yeah. Is this, well, you can kind of pick that up in a Wilson nowadays. and ooh, Yeah, get close to me. Sorry, there can you, you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Way to go, Donnie. All right. All right, Carl, you're up first on this next one. Song three coming up. Give me something easy. (laughs) This is one of my favorites. Probably because I snuck Sally through. (laughs) I mean, dumb. Sorry. Also, all different recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everything soundboard, but what are you gonna do? How about one of the nights at the Baker's Dozen? Which one? Well, one of 13 nights. (laughs) (laughs) One of the 13. (laughs) How about the fifth night? I don't know. I think you should pick a night. We should give it to him. We should just give it to him? Ladies, quiet. It was was a Baker's Dozen gig, and I don't know what night that he did that. That means nothing to him. That's the thing. Chrissy's competitive. Don't try to get away with anything there. I just said we should give it to him, and he told me to be quiet. Well, we have to guess. Absolutely. Everyone needs to give me a date. Okay, okay July 25th, 2017. There you go. 72517. Okay, Donnie, what do you think? 8112. 8 Wow. You jumped on that quick. A mm, little thinking. A little thinking. Been playing this game. Tenth time around. Yeah. In the kitchen. I, I'm still probably wrong, but. Was that a board? Or what was that recording from? Uh, you can't tell? It's fish, I don't know. Yeah, fish tracks. Okay. okay. Could have been a fan. Could have been a board. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with July 3rd, 2015. Were you guys just. Kissing up to our guest here. <laughs> Did he get it? That was definitely the Baker's dozen. <gasps> it was uh, eight two seventeen. Ah, All right. <laughs> I was gonna call that. I was gonna try and do that, but I didn't want to seem like an asshole. <laughs> Christy, you played a win. 
call the point. Well, we've never had someone in studio before. Yes, yes, yes. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done go. that to Dawn, no problem. <laughs> so well, that, you would have done it the day before and screwed it <laughs> definitely. up. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it was actually August 2nd. That was, um, wasn't that the last night of the Baker's Dozen? No. Are you sure? Yes. Now he's got, he's got two. He's got to die now. But they're total guesses. No, no that, that last one, I had, a, I had a feeling. I'm yeah. pretty comfortable with Did zero you get to- because I don't weigh myself in my numbers. Yeah, Christy, you know you're not going to win. It's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Donnie, you're up first. Yes. Here we go. Song mm-hmm. number four. All right. $10.99 with the guest. Christy's up next with the second one. What do you think? I hate saying fall shows. Uh, yeah, you always say July something. I know. Or New Year's. Mm. Hmm. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with December 30th, 2000. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 1230, 2000. Carl, you're up next. Twelve thirty one two thousand. Twelve thirty one two thousand. No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but at least you went oh. the right way. No, uh, yeah, I think it's later. So I'm gonna say. So that'd be a good move. Yeah, anything above that wins. Yeah, it's prices right. Yeah, right. But, well, I finally figured that out, guys. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> now I'm gonna say. Um, oh, he's so nice. Oh, he's a winner. <laughs> he knows when it is. I don't. I don't. But I'm going to say December. I have to give it an actual date, right? Mm-hmm. All yes. right. How about 12, 29, 2011? See, he thinks it's a wintertime show, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Zero points. Um, that was November 28th, 1998. Wow. Worcester Centrum. <sighs> It was tube into down with disease into Gaiuti. I was close, and I was what? What was it? December ninety eight? No, I was in Oregon. Already. November twenty eighth, ninety eight. Zero points. In my heart, I'm winning. In Worcester. That was eight days after Hampton Coliseum. <laughs> Yikes! Hey, hey, right? You should have got that. Hey, hey, Carl. Hey, I should have got it. <laughs> I know. I'm- <laughs> Darn it. You know, he's handpicked this show for you, so think. I know, right? <laughs> think. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, song number five. He Christy. picks shows to humiliate Christy, me. Christy, you're up no, next. <laughs> Christy, I, doesn't take much work, sweetheart. <laughs> I should have. I knew as soon as I said that. <laughs> Christy, you're up. Here we go. Yeah, I got it. Song I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god, I've never heard the song. Have you heard the song, Carl? Friday. Okay. Uh, uh. We still have about 30 seconds left, but all right. Dude, if I could pee twice during this song, I would. (laughs) So, Christy, 12598. 88. Oh, excuse me, 88. Jesus, Bob. They play might need shit. some hearing they aids. They that shit in 88? I don't Carl, know what, what the fuck they played, but I don't know, man. I want to say I want to say later on. Um, go back to 2010. Wow. How about 10 to 2010? 10 to 10. 10 to 10. I'm going to say June 23rd, 2004. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're all over the place here. You really screwed up, Donnie. Um, Uh, It was July 10th, 2003. Wow. Christy with the point. Wow. (laughs) Good job, Christy. What was it? Wait, what? 15 years (laughs) off. It's fine. Good job. The actual retail date was July 10th. 2003. You guessed December 5th, 1988. You know what? It doesn't matter how you get shit done. It's it just matters that it gets. Without going over. Believe me, right. there was a couple last week that I was like, I don't really deserve that point. <laughs> oh, I this deserve is it. market price rules. Yes. yes. I, I, I don't know how you don't feel that you deserve what you didn't earn. I know. <laughs> uh, you don't. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, you earned that. Don't. How did you even deserve that? What? She was close to the because I'm, what are you talking I'm about? kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now you're you breaking my heart, close? Don. You're breaking my heart. I need a bedroom set. What? That's what oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> is there a showcase? Is there a showcase here? <laughs> oh my god. We're, we're working on getting a plinko board. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we'll never. Ha- I, I I don't know. What okay, we now with song six jewels. coming up. Lots of jewels. Carl has two points. <laughs> Donnie has one point. <laughs> Christy has one point. It's anyone's game. Okay. Song number six. Carl, you're the first guest. All right. And guess. Ninety 
that's a tease now, isn't it? Carl. 122815 122815 Donnie? Um I'll go with the same 122825 but 93. Wow. wow. So I'm going to go with June 6th 2003. So can I tell you guys something before you give us the date? I might be wrong, but please do. So I'm um, Pre-Red Rocks 96, there was no hood. After Harry, hood. After Red Rocks is when you start hearing the hood because they passed out little pieces of paper in the parking lot and said, after Harry, say hood. And that's when the Harry Hood chant started. I can't remember the name of the guy. He was on Under the Scales, but he was listening to a lot of, uh, I think, James Brown, he said, or a lot of like chanting kind of back and forth. And then they decided to like pass out papers. And I got one of those freaking papers in that lot, and I save everything. And I did not save that. Oh, no. <laughs> I really wish I did. But... but did you scream hood? I was, yeah, well, I was in, I was on the hill behind. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't actually in the show. She didn't have a ticket. She snuck it. But yeah, it did. She it. was a Wookiee, but... remember? <laughs> but. <laughs> I did witness it. I love all Wookies. <laughs> Wookie love. Wookie love. <laughs> Not all. Of Sorry. Them. Um, so I'm just curious if I got. I don't know if I got. Donnie with the point. Yay! The <laughs> actual retail price was April 15th, 1994, in the Beacon Theater, New York, New York. Uh-huh. I do believe you might have played in that show, Carl. April 15th and 94 Beacon? Unless the internet is lying to me. Um, that could be very true. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't I wasn't on stage for Harry Hood. There you go. Well, you know, Dang it's Don's it. fault. All right. <laughs> we'll blame Donnie. Okay, here we go. Donnie, you're up first. Song number seven. Donnie and Carl are tied. Christy has one. I'm winning. I have one. No, you're not. Here we go. This is not <laughs> golf. Here we go. Song number seven. Donnie, you're up first. <coughs> oh, yeah. Also, one of my favorites. Too. Any ideas? I'm feeling 2.0. August 1st, 2000. 8-1-2000, she says. Hmm. Christy, what do you think? I'm going to go 8-6-2004. No. Oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> well, what, 
What did you mean? I meant 2000. <laughs> 2000 and. Yeah, 2004. Okay, that is what you meant, Carl. God, I really So the guesses are 81 2000 and 8604. I'm going to go 824 2011. 8-24-11. Good man, Carl. The actual retail date is August 17th, 2012. Carl gets the point. All right. <laughs> Bill Graham Civic Center, San Francisco, California. Got it. The encore, <laughs> the first night of the run. That's that. Yeah, you should be winning. Don't listen to him. I mean, don't listen to her. <laughs> I wish he was feeding me answers. Oh, don't worry. I can. Uh-oh. All right, and here we are in a heated battle of market price. Carl has three points. Donnie has two points. Christy has one. This is my turn. There are two songs left. Christy, I need you to nail it here. We'll force an overtime. It'll get weird. Okay, here (laughs) we go. Song number eight. I need a hint. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's by Fish. Yeah. (laughs) This band Fish played it. (laughs) Christy, your first guess. Song number eight. Here we go. I don't think this is a fish original. No, I think I know it though. What did he say? Later stuff. Maybe. I hate that you won't give me anything. Christy, what do you think about that Beastie Boys original? I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Do you know the name of the song? No, but I know the song. I listen to that album so much. Oh, my God. You lose. All right, Carl, let's no, just get it. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, I have feelings, too. You're a big, fat meanie. You're a big, fat meanie. They said the name of the song like three times in that one. I was really hyper-focused on just getting it right. Okay, oh, having correct. a hard time. So, All right, what's your guess? Go. Well, now if I get it wrong, I'm in really big trouble. Uh, 2009. Okay. Uh, SPAC, whenever that was? All right, I'm going to go July 3rd. All right. Ooh, 7309. Carl, what do we think? I'm going to go August 2nd, 2011. 8 to 11. Mm, I don't know the exact date, but I do know that was from the summer of 98. And I want to say that was, I'm going to go with June 1st, 98. Wow. Um, there and, and, or, I mean, there's a slight chance I'm completely screwing this up and I was 10th row for it at SPAC in 12, but I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. So that's why I say. 
Donna, you're completely fucked. It was November 21st, what? 1998. Not <laughs> 6198. Did I get it right? Donnie with the point. All right. All right. Good, good, good. <laughs> I was that like, was at the. Did uh, they, was that the first? That wasn't the first time they ever played that. Though, it was right? at the Hampton Coliseum, <laughs> Hampton, Virginia. Um, hey, you're from Virginia, buddy. I think. Well, you live in Virginia. I think Carl might have been there. I was on that show too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see how yeah. humiliating this show is now? <laughs> I was backstage learning my part. Yeah, you, exactly. you were in your car. That was the encore, man. You're in your car getting ready to leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You didn't want to miss that bus out. <laughs> Wait, I think Tom Marshall and I were backstage learning our part. Are you sure? <laughs> Wasn't that tub thumping that night? I don't what know. What is tub thumping? I don't know, man. I, I what was is 12. that? Can you tell me what tub thumping is? Because I did read something about that for like a moment. What's tub thumping? Yeah, well, that came out right around that year, uh-huh. 90, 98 or 97. Chumba Wumba. Chumba Wumba. I is get it, knocked down. Oh, is that the name of the song? Yeah, so we learned it. We learned it at set break. Oh, really? Yeah, Trey's like, let's go into the band practice room and said, Tom, you're going to do this. Carl, you're going to do this. And we did it. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I should have played that one. Right? <laughs> I would have awesome. nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Donnie has three points. Carl has three points. Oh, gears. Christy <laughs> has one point. Christy, yeah, you're number one. I have a one. I mean, and we are coming up to the last zero. song. Oh, shiznit. All right. Carl, you're the first guest. Okay. And here we go. Also one of my favorites. What a tease. <laughs> Carl, what do we think? Is it okay to relive the Baker's Dozen? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a stab. I'm going to say Baker's Dozen 2017. Perfect. Donnie? I agree with I you. I think it's the fall of 2013. Yes. And I think... That don't think it's. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with uh, December first because I'm just. I don't know exactly, but I think it's December of 2013. December first, 2013. Trey had this weird sound. Twelve on thirteen. Anyway, Christy. It's definitely later, like later that later. Oh, a new fish. Yeah, whatever you call it, your fucking point oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, Christy. I'm thinking for fuck's sake. Oh my Car- goodness. Christy. Big swears. Christy. Big swears. Carl said 
Baker's Dozen, <laughs> 2017. Donnie said, 12, I hate how calm you one, are. One, 2013. I what do you think? Like... <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. It's like August. <laughs> no, July. I have to go with July. It's my lucky number. July 6th. <laughs> 2000 and giggles. <laughs> 2000. And, I already forget their years. 14. <laughs> and the actual retail price is December 31st, 2016. Christy with the point. Oh, is it tie? No. no, but we do yeah. have to go into Carl, the... Carl, Donnie, and Christy are tied. Are we really? Uh, three, no. three, three. Christy's not tied. Okay. Carl, <laughs> Donnie, are tied. <laughs> <laughs> so three, three, two, though, but we do have to go into the next... We part? have to do a tiebreaker? We don't... I we mean, don't? Yeah. No? We don't have a tiebreaker. Well, there's no Yay, winner. Did we tie? Ryan, pick one. This is like kissing your sister. Tie, right? Yeah. No worries. <laughs> no big deal. We get tied? Yeah. Woo! Carl has three, Donnie has three, Christy has two. That means I'm second. <laughs> or third, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Well, that's good. So is that it? Oh, it ain't it. Hold oh, on. Oh, oh, oh okay. boy. Oh, okay. Tiebreaker. Sudden death. Oh, my goodness. Sudden breath. How does that? Oh. Sudden breath. Sudden oh. death. I can spit shit out fast. So yeah. So it's the person. first thing that comes out of your mouth is your answer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, as the date or as the song? The no, date. as the friggin' date. <clears throat> what, when does it turn into yet? the song? We haven't done this yet. We this is on a... the fly, bro. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. All right. As soon as we get a song date? going. Okay. Yeah, oh. the date. Mm-hmm. All right. Followed by what color are Mike's pants? Pink and black checkered last night. No, I'm not no. doing the color of his pants. I I'm could give kidding. a shit. <laughs> Last I'm sorry, night. I really don't care about what what he has on. I mean, I love Mike. Of course, uh, sorry, no, I'm so need to sorry. Pay attention Mike, I love to everything you wear. <laughs> Take it. And here we go. All right. Oh. Uh, June six, two thousand and fourteen. I was gonna say August six, two thousand fourteen. Six six fourteen eight. 614. How is that sudden death? Well, it's just close to death. See, he's smart. (laughs) He's waiting. (laughs) That's not sudden. That's Um, not. Don't worry about me. (laughs) 1228. 2011. We got Ryan. <clears throat> All really oh, good oh, guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I scribbled too much. So the actual retail date is July 9th, 2016. Um, who said what? Me! I scribbled. Donnie wins! <laughs> yeah, Donnie with a victory. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Woo! Donnie B. Way Woo! to go, Donnie. Yeah, but I was really close. Play me out right. You did good. All right. Welcome to another exhilarating episode of Market Price. Mm-hmm. We need to get, uh, I would like for everyone else to play with this. Put my songs against your knowledge. 
And I really appreciate everyone tuning in this evening. Carl, I want to thank you for playing. Christy and Donnie, thanks for showing up. Donnie, congratulations. And always remember to get your pets and looks spayed and neutered. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us for yet another awesome version of Market Price. I somehow won this again, although I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at it. But, you know. Do you? Yeah, I do. Maybe. But not really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe getting better at guessing. I don't know. <laughs> yes. And uh, Carl, really, it's been such a pleasure. I'm like so happy that you joined us and we made this happen. You're awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. It was a blast. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you've got some things up and coming. So tell us about, you know, what do you want people to know about? what? It, yeah, well, for the most part, I'm doing a lot of stuff with Roomful of Blues mm-hmm. and you can find our uh, our schedule on roomful.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess by the time this airs, uh, we'll be into our uh, August and September schedule. So mm-hmm. uh, we're all over the Northeast, and hopefully folks can come out to see the shows. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Roomful.com. All right. Thank you. Great, great, great. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And remember that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network. Um, you can check us out at OsirisPod.com to find out all our other awesome uh, podcasts that we have. Everything from Grateful Dead, Fish, Ween, History, Good Beer, you name it, we got it. So check us out. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Peace. Peace.